0: Hey, it's Molly Mahoney from The Prepared Performer, where we help experts and influencers to monetize their visibility. And today, if you want to know more about how you can show up online, take those live videos and repurpose them into a bajillion pieces of content that actually lead to real conversions, then you are going to want to watch, to listen to Brands on Brands on Brands with Brandon Berkmeyer.
1: Where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer.
2: Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way for your business to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in each week as we bring you experts in marketing, authors, speakers to give you their perspective on how to grow your brand, how to build brands that matter. Today is no different. We have an amazing guest today. Her name is Molly Mahoney, also known as the Prepared Performer. She's a digital growth strategist who specializes in creating authentic Facebook video content. We're talking a lot about video today and repurposing today. She also has some tips on how to leverage messenger bots for your marketing, how to skyrocket your client sales, etc. A little bit about her backstory after creating a video that reached 1 million people organically, Molly developed her signature method, which she calls Go Live and Monetize, Glam for short. And it combines her social media expertise and her talent for scaling one-on-one relationships with her 20 years of performance experience on stage, which you'll hear a little about in the show. Everywhere from New York to Vegas, she's performed. She's the host of a Facebook live show called Camera Confidence Live for BeLive.TV. She's been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World She's been featured in Inc. Magazine, and when she's not helping people attract floods of leads into their business, you can find her singing jazz and uh, doing things like that amongst, you know, being, uh, I'm sure doing a million other things, raising a family and being a, a good citizen and all that. But today we're talking about how to go live, how to use video in your business, how to take that video content and turn it into a content marketing engine that you can use, the tools that you should use, the systems for how to do that, the things that no one talks about, the things that no one tells you how to do. Sure, it's easy to tell you, hey, don't just create, repurpose, but actually showing you the systems, the steps, and the people, the people behind how to, you know who you need to bring into your team to help you do that kind of thing. That's the kind of insight I'm looking for. That's why I brought Molly on today, and she delivered, y'all. So I hope you guys are as excited as I am to get into it. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. Today, welcome everyone to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm excited to bring to you our guest today, Molly Mahoney. First off, Molly, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Yes, I cannot wait to dive into this with you today.
2: Yeah, well, and I'm excited because you know, I love it when I run into people in the social media marketing community. Uh, speakers, authors are like my favorite people out there because you've, you've figured out how to teach other people the things that you're good at. And one of the things that you specialize in is creating like authentic Facebook video content and a lot of live video as well. And let's start there. Have you always been comfortable in the spotlight per se?
0: Oh man, I would say yes. <laughs> so It's, um, you know, my mom has like photos and videos of me when I was, I don't know, maybe 4 3 or 4 singing into the vacuum cleaner on the mat like standing in front of the fireplace like putting on full concerts and we used to make videos when i was around 8 my sister and i would make videos of my baby brother in the walker like watch we're going to make him disappear and then my mom would like stop the camera we were like doing our own tiktok videos basically when i was 8 and then we'd wheel him out and then we'd turn the camera back on he's gone you know that kind of stuff but i you know i i was a professional musical theater performer for 20 years that really has been something that's been me my whole life. So definitely, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's got to help. I mean, the like the, the the was it trial by fire is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's definitely a way to get there. And not and a lot of us just won't have that kind of background that are that are venturing into video. Uh, and I knew you had some kind of knack for it because you know I not only got to you know see that you were a speaker at Social Media Marketing World, which is a huge marketing conference. And just being a speaker takes a lot of, you know, practice and uh, skill. But on top of that, I, I also noticed that you were part of this ensemble musical, like introductory, per, you know, production that they put on, which is always kind of funny and awkward because it's like media people that you're now seeing is doing musical performances. And I'll say you, you definitely stole the show for me in that performance.
0: Thank you. So we have done this four years in a row. It's a, a musical spoof. That we've done is the intro right before the opening keynote for Social Media Marketing World, which has been such an honor and so fun to be a part of. And we, the first one that we did was the Wizard of Oz. Um, Amy Landino was the, played Dorothy. Um, you know, so a bunch of us in there singing, dancing, whatever we did. And it was all about bad networking. Then we also did Beauty and the Beast, I think was the ne- the next one. Then, um, and it was funny. Ian Anderson Gray was kind of like the Ty Lopez of the group as Gaston. And then after that we did Fiddler on the Roof and it was all about tradition and how things are changing and like we mourned the loss of MySpace, Google Plus, like all those things. And then this year, which I think was one of my favorites, we did Annie. And as you mentioned, I had the honor of playing kind of like a Miss Hannigan character, but singing. We'd like to thank you, Herbert Hoover, but singing, we'd like to thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and it was so much fun. So yeah, it was it was pretty fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's so I you know I think that a lot of people out there could just learn like the things that you've picked up along the way uh, that have helped you become you know comfortable in these situations. But I want to before we go there, how are you using video these days? Like, how are you using it in your business? But how do you think about video when you are out there creating the things that support you and what you're doing?
0: Yeah, there's two main ways that we use video. One is for lead generation, so to make new connections, to bring in new people to our community. And then the other is in delivering our coaching and our programs, right? So there's two very different skill sets with that. And for us, we mainly use live video for both of those. So we're using live video once a week on our business page. We connect that with a messenger bot so that we drive traffic into our Facebook group into our messenger. We use many chats, so into messenger conversations. And then we do a monthly, almost monthly, actually, masterclass or webinar where we teach a bunch and we offer people the chance to join us inside our camera confidence program. And the thing that I love the most about that lead generation strategy, which our whole system, we call the map to millions. And what I love the most about it is that you show up once a week, you have this conversation with actual human beings, whether they're watching live or in the replay. And that one video can turn into 15 different types of content. So really, you know, people will be like, oh, I'm going to do a video every week. And I'm like, yes, because now you're building this library that lasts forever because live videos on Facebook don't expire. They don't go away. So you can repurpose it just by having the replay. But also you can turn... It into 15 types of content. And that's all content that can lead people to learning more about you, to purchasing from you. It's pretty, pretty dang awesome.
2: I'd love to go a step into this because the, a lot of people will say, just create more content, like use the thing you've created and, and do more of it. But people don't always list out, okay, what they're creating and then how they got there. Like what, how do they put those steps? So I'd like to start with like the what. So you, you, you create a video and then, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's a laundry list, but give me like some good examples of like the things that you're turning that into.
0: Yeah, so instant, like every time, there's some things that we do every single time. There's some others that maybe we'll wait a few months till we have extra time or resources on our team to create some more things. But every time what we're doing is instantly, we're turning it into a blog post and show notes. So the way that I deliver my videos, and you'll see, because I, I explain it when I do it so that I'm always like, you know, giving the context for why we do things the way that we do. We do a speedy recap at the end of every video. And that speedy recap is me literally going through the bullet points from that video without mentioning the comments, without you know asking questions. That speedy recap is taken down. We have a member of our team who chops it off and adds a little bumper to it so that it can, and masters the sound, which I'm grateful to have our team member who does that. But there are also tools that you can use, like a tool called Repurpose. So repurpose.io. Or you can do it really easily straight within repurpose. And we chop that speedy recap off, which then goes on YouTube. It's set to go on LinkedIn. We can create IGTV videos out of it. And, um, we also are getting ready to launch an Alexa briefing and an Alexa podcast. So we're stripping the audio both from the whole version of the video and also from just that speedy recap. And then two other things that we're doing is we're making like quote cards. Or little infographics. So we take, like, if I'm sharing the concept of the social triangle, which is something that we talk about a lot, and how to unlock the goodness of our social platforms, so we can get more organic reach. We then have a card that, or a, an infographic that's created that we can use as an Instagram post per se. What's really cool is once I have these Instagram posts go out, so these graphic cards, which actually are, were created based on the video that I did. Are you ready for this? This mm-hmm. is like I know I'm sharing a lot. This is the really <laughs> place. The, from there, this is something that I realized recently and it's been so fun. I actually go straight to my Instagram. I take, <laughs> I take a screenshot of one of those cards. Like I don't worry about going and finding where it was created in the first place. I'm like on the fly really quick. I take a screenshot of it. I crop it. So it's just that image. Then I use it with the green screen feature on TikTok. So I go to TikTok and I make a video based on the card, which is made based on the video that I had already done on my business page. So I'm like, fully recycling it. I create a TikTok video with the quote or whatever it is, or the infographic behind me. So I don't even have to edit anything. I just step to the side and the infographics there. Then I can share that on TikTok and I can share it on Instagram stories. And then on Instagram stories, I can link it to the IGTV video, which then also links back to the video that I did on my Facebook page.
2: Yeah. it's. I mean, there's so many opportunities. Yeah. Mind blown, right? First, I'm going to like pick some of these things. So the TikTok... You stand in front of the background of the thing that you were, the quotable, whatever the thing was. What are you saying? Are you just repeating that? Are you elaborating? What are you doing?
0: Yeah. So with the TikTok videos, and this is a newer piece of the strategy that we've started doing just actually a couple of weeks ago, which because I have like struggled. I've known that TikTok is like, I have, you know, several clients, our client, Andrew Carlson just hit over a hundred thousand followers. I believe it's like stupid. The results that he's gotten on TikTok and he's actually bringing in sales from it. Not just like vanity numbers. He's a mindset coach. And so finally I was like, I got to get, I got to get on this somehow. So this has made it so much easier for me. What I do is I pull up like the blog post, for example, if there's five bullet points, I'll do a video that's like five ways to da, 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 And then I just read my own blog post. Like I read the bullet points from my blog post and I'm like, tip one, da, 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 da. Tip two, blah, 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 You know, I just like say it or with the quote cards, <laughs> I've been doing this really silly thing that I made up that I like love. And I recorded another one of them today. I take the image and I make it really small on TikTok. So like today this one I haven't published yet, but it'll be coming I'll be publishing it soon. I had a card that we had made that said um I had a DNA test and it proved that I'm 100% shimmer and shine. <laughs> Silly, right? But I made the image really small on TikTok and so you couldn't really see what it said. And then I, it's with the green screen sticker is the filter that you use on TikTok. So then I came in and I said, really serious, like I had a DNA test done and I have to tell you what the results were. And then the next thing is I just blow and I made this up. I don't know. I've never seen anybody else do this, but I blow, I go, and then I stop the video and then I make the thing get bigger. Right. And then I blow again and I make it get bigger until eventually it takes over the whole screen. And then I was like, I'm hundred percent sure it's shine. Right. It's <laughs> so dumb. And then I moved it away and I said, if you're 100% shimmer and shine too, follow you know, for more tips or whatever. So it's like having fun with the way you repurpose your content too.
2: Yeah, I think you have to. And I think a lot of us, we don't all naturally understand like where and how to be fun and bring that side of other sides of our personality into the business. And that seems like a forum or a format, the TikTok channel, uh, that that's an easier place to do that. But I think it's when you haven't seen other people do it, that are like you. So I imagine a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm a creator also. Like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, but I'm creating serious like marketing content or whatever it is. Like, well, how do I position myself? So I love, I love hearing examples of how people like you are using.
0: Even I will say I seriously struggled with it. Even as someone who is like a musical theater performer, who is whatever, I felt like there was so much pressure. First of all, there was so much pressure to be funny that I was like doing the first, I archived a lot of them, but the first few videos I did there, they were like so dumb. And I, and when you go back and look at it, I, I really feel like finally a couple of weeks ago, I took my own advice and just did the things that like made me happy. And if they work, they work. If not, at least I'm creating content that I can use in my Instagram stories where, you know, for me, I'm more using TikTok as a way to deliver value, find the people that I know are really my ideal clients, but also have fun with the way that I can create the video using the tool so that I can use it other places.
2: Yeah. I think, I mean, on every channel, I think there's a period of time where you have to find your voice for that channel. It's, you yeah. know, you know who you are, but how you express yourself in these different formats, whether it's the same or different, you know, I think that takes time, but I, I like hearing these like little tidbits of like, this is what I tried. So I, I know this isn't a TikTok deep dive, but I appreciate the the examples.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, to highlight what you said in the beginning, when you were like, you know, you've been someone who's always been in the spotlight. I think that's one thing that a lot of people, when it comes to doing videos and maybe if they see my videos i think there's two things that happen one is people are like whoa she's way too much energy for me lay off the coffee you know and then people will comment something like that and then other people are like no talk faster so you know it's definitely a and either an acquired taste or like you are part of that crazy world that i live in but the other thing that happens is people see that and they're like well you know you've been a musical theater performer since you were a kid obviously this video thing works for you but i want to highlight the first thing that i said which is for some people My energy is not their taste and they're not going to be able to hear the marketing strategies that I'm sharing because they just don't jive with it. And they may jive better with you as a listener, whatever it is that makes you, you, that's what we want to see on the camera. And it's interesting to me that with TikTok, I found myself coming into that same issue where I was trying to be somebody else instead of just, you know, taking my own advice and really figuring out who you are as a person and just elevating that a little bit.
2: Yeah. I love that. Well, I appreciate you going down the rabbit hole with me on that a little bit. I want to talk more about that when we were talking, give some examples of what you can create after you've created one thing. I'd like to hear a little bit more about, you mentioned some people that are helping you on your team, but what is like, it's step one, step two for a lot of people. Cause for, for me, I'm like, okay, is, am I hiring a copywriter? Because the first thing I need to do is get transcripts and blogs and quotables. Am I, is it, or am I working with graphic design people or is it like, or am I just using tools? I know there's a lot of routes, but I'd love to hear maybe your take on what's been good for you yeah. and maybe what you, you're telling other people to do.
0: So uh, I will say that we, at this point, we I've been doing live videos once a week consistently since 2016. So there's definitely been a process that we've, you know, taken to get here. With that in mind, I did not hire an actual official like transcriber until about a month ago. (laughs) So just know that's something that once, now that I found her, I uh, connected to her through my good friends at the hustle and flow chart podcast, Matt and Joe, they recommended their note taker because I love their notes. But what we were doing in that regard beforehand was just having only the speedy recap transcribed. So the first thing you want to do, I would say for anybody, as you're looking to build this out, and maybe you're not ready to bring on a whole team, purchase repurpose.io. It is hands down. I am so grateful that I was able, I mean, that I've had that tool because it automatically downloads every single video I do. So like at one point, Facebook was being glitchy and that my video disappeared. I had it saved on repurpose. So I have it set up so that every video video I do is automatically downloaded. I do use uh, B.Live, which is the tool that I use to go live because I can instantly add graphics and videos and make things look a little more professional. So that way I don't actually have to do too much editing to the video after the fact because it already has lower thirds. It already has names and graphics and a frame. So B.Live would be another tool I would suggest that you get. And then with repurpose, it's like crazy because you can go in and you can create videos for all different platforms. So it allows you to create square videos, taller videos. You can add the little bar on the bottom. that's like the progress bar, which is so cool. You can customize the color of the progress bar. You can automatically add captions to the bottom of the video, all with that one tool. And it's called Repurpose, which is like, obviously that's why I would recommend it as a repurposing tool, (laughs) but it's so awesome. The other tool that I would look into getting, if you have a WordPress website, we use another tool created by Hanny who created Repurpose. And it's called, I always mix it up. I think it's Simple Social Press. Do you know that tool? I haven't used that one. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It automatically takes your video from Facebook. As soon as you go live, it turns it into a blog post automatically. And the video is embedded into your blog post, which is like cool. But what's even cooler is the comments from your video are automatically comments on your blog post.
2: I like that. I, a lot of people are out there pushing pause and rewinding to write this stuff down because you know the list of tools it's it's hard you google it and you don't even know what to google half the time like what do i google repurposing like yeah. what's the and what do, how do i find these things but listening to shows like this you might be able to figure out what is it that real people who are doing it every day are using
0: That's actually such a good point because i find that even when i was looking i was trying to figure out a good tool for getting the maybe you know this because i always forget whichever ones i found but you know the wave
2: Yeah, audiograms
0: audiograms, that type, that word. Oh my gosh. I like went down so many rabbit holes a couple of years ago, trying to figure out what the heck those things were. Yeah. So it's a, that's a really good point.
2: And if you Google audiogram, you're not going to find it because it's, it's actually a term used for something else entirely. You have to type in podcast audiogram to find tools that create audiograms. So this is the rabbit hole people go down. Like, I don't know how to find these things or like, or video rapper? Like, well, how did I know to, to call yeah,
0: or low I mean, people might not know lower third or that progress bar. Like, how do you know? You're like that thing that does this thing. I remember when I first, I was doing marketing for my dad's company and I did all their social media. At that point, I was also doing like Google ads and stuff for them. And he was like, when I go look at a watch, it follows me. I want a watch that follows me. Like, how do I get our ads to follow people? And like he didn't know the word remarketing. Like, what does it mean? You know, retargeting, like what does retargeting even mean? There's so many weird words that we use that we can clear up for you.
2: Today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the So it, you still have to do some work in these processes, right? You, you, you use these tools, but who's actually going in there? You know, you, you download your video to repurpose and you still have to pick the, if you're going to yeah. use it for clips, you still have to pick which clips. you're going to use. the
0: clips for you.
2: So who's doing that?
0: Yeah. So we have the way that I have it set up right now is uh, our team member, Kendra. She goes in and she finds, we call them um, little snippets. So she finds snippets that we can then use. If you look at my Instagram, you'll find that there's these little snippets that we use on an IGTV. We use them in our Instagram stories, that kind of stuff. Kendra does all those. She's more of an executive assistant and she went to fit them. So she's got a great eye for things, which is a cool benefit to have. And then we actually, for our repurposed videos, we put on YouTube. I do have Vaughn, who does full audio editing for us, because I just found that if we're going to put it into a podcast, while I can strip the audio automatically from repurpose, I prefer to have it be a little higher quality. So Vaughn adds, like, for example, this week I did a video with Ryan Levesque and I, at the end, we didn't have enough time to do the speedy recap. So I was like, Ooh, this last section that we do, I'm going to pause right here. And then Vaughn's going to be able to crop this part out. So let's stay super focused in this last section. And Vaughn went through and he found these pieces to pull from all my, you know, from the video to put it together to make it seem a little more professional. Right. So I do invest in that as a team member to have him as someone who is a higher level of an audio, you know, audio and editing.
2: Yeah. I love that. I mean, for me, if you're doing something that's, you know, normally live, like a Facebook live, fine. People expect that, that certain like look or feel or sound, you translate it to a podcast. You do have to do some steps where people are like, well, in this format, I expect to not hear the hums in the background and the yeah. like, weird static or to get rid of the like the live commentary of you talking to people as the videos. Right. Or
0: I'm like, oh, look at this thing. You know, you can see that if I'm screen sharing or something, it can be weird. So he tries to pull as much of those out. And then we add a bumper that says, hey, if you're feeling the FOMO because you can't see the comments, you should join us over on Facebook Live. So we're, we're honest and upfront about the fact that we're, we're being platform specific. And then I have another team member, Shannon, who, so now we actually have Kate does all the transcripts. It used to be Shannon would just take the, the, the actual transcript that we would get of just that speedy recap. And she would just kind of zhuzh it for SEO and stuff like that. But now Kate does the transcript. She sends it to Shannon and then Shannon does all the SEO stuff. So Shannon is someone who's been on my team for years and she just works a few hours a week for us doing some social media stuff and then, um, does those, the blog posts.
2: Yeah, I love that because there's a difference between, you know, just giving someone like a little intro to your show versus taking actual pieces from your show or a full transcript from your show and turning it into something that is a like readable, like people want to read it as a blog. They'd actually keep reading it if they started and and b that like after that, you have have someone says, well, is this working for me? You know, do I have all the right keywords and is it organized with the right headings so that people can find me on search? So like, those are extra steps that a lot of people don't take. They just create a a brief show note that says today we're talking to Molly. That's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's actually, so when we do our live videos, that's part of our main strategy is that we have show notes for every show that we're giving people. And in order to get those show notes, they have to opt into the messenger bot. And then the messenger bot says, awesome. Now, in order to get them, you have to go into our Facebook group. And inside our Facebook group, we have a show note archive. So it's a file inside our group that Shannon, after she creates the final show notes on the blog post, she actually grabs those, puts them in the Facebook group in this show note archive. So it's really this all encompassing map that's like very intertwined of all these things that come together. But we have the whole thing outlined in an Asana board. And, and that's something that, like, whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team, I think you can't wait in order to create those systems because since we had those systems, we're able to pass them off to different team members easily as we grow.
2: Yeah. And that's what I wanted to get out of this today because what everyone will tell you to do the thing, but they'll never either actually show you their approach. They'll never say, well, here's actually what I'm creating. Here's who's helping me do it. Here's the tools I'm using. And here's how to get from A to B. Like No one actually goes behind the scenes and tells you that. Uh, unless they're charging you to do it for you, yeah. <laughs> uh, but
0: and sometimes, hey, wait. Sometimes, even when you pay, when you pay people to do it for you, they won't tell you how they're doing it because they yeah. live in this like scarcity mindset. I would love. I know where this is going to be mostly audio with some video, but I would love to show my my whole little map if you want to see it, and yeah. then you can even include it in the show notes. Want to see it? Is that okay? That'd be great. I don't know if I can screen share on here.
2: Well, we can we can put a link to it later. Okay, I'll put a link
0: to it later. Yeah. So yeah. The, it's um but really what it like if I look at it right now, it is this it's this crazy thing of bubbles that shows everything that you're doing to drive traffic to the video before it actually happens and then what we do afterwards. So it's all laid out here so that you could actually see it. You may be like, wait a minute, how do I do that piece of it? But it's all laid out here so that you can see it.
2: Okay. Well, that's I think that'd be super helpful if yeah, if, yeah we are happy to include a link to that. So I think when once people see like, okay, I can I, I can maybe pick and choose, you know, a third of the stuff or a quarter of the stuff that Molly's doing to take a a step for the first time for me and try some of these things. And and, uh, here's my list of things that I'll try to create using some of these tools. Uh, And maybe I'll do it myself at first or whatever. After that, now they've created, you know, 10 pieces of content, 20 pieces of content, figuring out where to put them in the week, in the day, in the month. How do you go about that? Because like you have something fresh coming out, for example, your show goes live today. And, you know, what of that content are you dropping today versus later in the week and versus, you know, multiple times a day?
0: Yeah. And so we are careful not to have the same, like the speedy recap for the video. Like if I have the speedy recap video of it, I'm going to wait maybe even a couple months before I actually publish that on YouTube so that it feels fresh. Because if everything was the same on all platforms at the same time, nobody has a reason to follow you in different places. So we actually have, and we we're a little, we haven't launched this fully, but we have this whole queue of Speedy Recap videos that we're ready to put out consistently on YouTube. And I've been like, I I released a couple of them. And then the real goal, which we have it all set up, we just haven't actually released it. But the real goal is going to be that the description from the video is going to be the description on the YouTube stuff. It's also going to be the email that we send to drive traffic to YouTube. So this will be content that comes out way after we've done it on Facebook Live. So it's like fresh content. So let's say on Friday, you know, Wednesdays I do my live video. Let's say on Fridays, I'm sending out a speedy recap from a past video, but it's coming out as if it's fresh content. Uh, the same thing on our IG TV stuff. We, we basically just took all these snippets and we scheduled a bunch of snippets out for months that come out once a week. So we're releasing these other pieces on different channels once a week. The show notes... Our goal is to have them out by the Monday after the show, so that then we can say, "Hey, the show notes from last week's show are available."
2: Right. Yeah, and and that's because you're and you have to think about the 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 way you are creating, right? You're creating in a live format, so you need time on the back end to do the processing of these different things. For me, in a pod, and if anyone is podcasting out there, we're doing this ahead of time. I might be recording three months before the episode's released,
0: so it's like totally opposite, right? Which is so interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I might decide to release everything at the same time, or even tease some of it ahead of time for previous episodes saying, Hey, next episode, you have to tune in, whatever it might be. So you got to build it based on what your flow is, you know, for the different content you have. But I think it does help to have some kind of structure to say, okay, maybe every, every first post of the day for me is, is a short video and maybe it's a throwback video or whatever, but every Wednesday morning video is going to be my live of my podcast, new release. And then, you know, but I know that every morning I just should expect that that's what's going to be happening is a video. And then, you, like building the calendar, you know, we call it a content calendar. Everyone uses that word, but at the end of the day, you figuring out like what makes sense that's easy for you to follow in your mind of how you're going to start to think about. You've created twenty things. Where do you start to put them? Yeah, is important. And I'd love to hear if you have anything, any like tips like this. Because when I was talking to uh, Evan Carmichael, who's got an amazing YouTube channel, yeah, his little note was like, if you, he's like, I have a, a theme day uh, for throwback content, and uh, so like it every once a month, it's Tony Robbins Day. Like every month, once a month, it's Tony Robbins Day. And I, I post a, a clip from our awesome interview that's, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. And I drive people to that video. And then next month, I do it again that same day, the sixth of the month, whatever it was. Uh, but it. with the, You know, I have three different clips. I just rotate them. And he, every sixth of the month, it's one of those three. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything like that that you're doing that helps you figure out where this goes?
0: Yeah. I love that. So we actually have the tool, which is called Smarter SmarterQ. Do you know Smarter Q? I don't. Okay. And here's what I love about SmarterQ is that you can set themes. So the way that we teach this in our GLAM program, GLAM is go live and monetize. In our GLAM program, we have this document that's called the content to clients document. And it's like, there's, it's these seven action steps that they take once they join the program. And one of these action steps is the content plan. Now I find that a lot of people will say like, his sounds really awesome, but a lot of people will say like, Oh, it's throwback Thursday. And it's, freedom Friday and it's tip Tuesday and it's work It Wednesday. And those are very generic themes, right? That people just use to like keep interaction going in their Facebook group, but people end up tuning out because it doesn't actually mean anything. So we have a whole system where we help you to identify your tree of beliefs.
2: (laughs) Ooh, tell me more.
0: (laughs) Okay. The tree of beliefs is in order for someone to say yes to your product or your program or your service or whatever it is that they're buying from you, they have to believe a certain set of things in order to say yes. So like with glam, it's a group program. There's some private coaching as a part of it, but if someone doesn't believe that a group coaching program is actually going to be more beneficial to them than private coaching, they may have resistance to purchasing glam. So I need to make sure that in my content, I'm somehow like speaking to the power of community, right? So I'm speaking to that belief. I always use, um, Oh, where did it go? Oh, I have it right here. I love the book, persuasion. Do you know that book? I do I love it. So, you know, the whole point is that by the time you have a sales conversation or you make an offer, they already believe everything about you, about themselves, about the program or the offer, whatever it is, and about why now is the right time, because your content is constantly speaking to that. So we make sure that your categories help move that forward. The other thing that we do is we talk about objections and figure out what are all the objections that people would have to purchasing from you and make sure that your content is speaking to those objections. So once you've done that work, then you're going to decide on every day, there's going to be a different theme. Now you may announce it that this is the date, like Wednesdays are the day that we do our Facebook lives. So, you know, that's obviously something everyone knows is happening, but it also may be something that you just have internally as the structure for the team to know this is what's happening on this day. Okay. So now it gets really cool is that inside SmarterQ, you can identify these themes. So I have, you know, an authority building thing. I have one that's about showing up like Monday morning, we do a post that's a, it's called show up. That's like what our internal theme is. And it's going to be a quote or a video or a post or whatever about show, you know, around the belief that we have to show up in order for our businesses to grow. Then I can fill the queue on Smarter Queue with all of the content that I have about showing up. As I add new content, it goes into that queue. And what happens is it is repurposed within my Facebook page. So if I have 20 things in that show up category for 20 Mondays, you know, those posts are going to go out. On the 21st Monday, it's going to bring that other post back into the queue. And we found that even if you have really great reach on your Facebook page, for the most part, it's not going to be everyone who follows you on Facebook. So we found that we have uh, more of a chance of going viral, more of a chance of getting more engagement and reactions and conversions when we actually repeat the content that does well. And so we just keep that flow going. You can pause it if like something happens in the world and you don't want to have things that are tone deaf out there, right? So like we've paused ours a couple times recently. but. For the most part, we never have to worry that we're going to have an empty page because we have this content in there that's consistently being repurposed.
2: And I think that that's a bit of a mindset shift that if, even if you haven't figured out where you're going to put all of this stuff, if you start to make the plan or the infrastructure to start creating, using the thing you create in more ways, if you start figuring out how you can do that, even if it's one step at a time. I think your your effort's gonna go farther, you know, or further, whatever the, the right word is, like grammar's not my forte, <laughs> obviously. But uh, the at the end of the day, like we spend so much put so much time into creating that if we don't give ourselves the opportunity to be seen by showing it to people over and over again, I think we're missing the boat at the end of the day.
0: Even when it comes to podcasts, like, you know, people will be like, and I've been guilty of this in the past, and we're really focused on making sure that we don't we don't make this mistake anymore. But I, you know, I hired somebody at one point a couple of years ago to help me get booked on more podcasts and we saw really low results from it and a big part of that was that I wasn't doing my part as a podcast guest to reshare the content to to get it out there to make sure that I'm you know promoting it I'm using it as an authority builder for myself I just did a podcast with my friend Roxanne and she said it went live today and she sent me so many awesome things like it wasn't just like here's the link to the podcast it was she is the first person ever, Rocks Talks is the podcast. She's the first person ever to send me a video that was optimized for TikTok. She sent me a video that I could use on TikTok for it. She sent me one that was optimized for an IGTV story. And, like, you know, I know Kim Garst is for her guests, she's creating quote cards from her guests. So she's helping her guests to have content based on the videos that they've done with them. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's another level. It's I, funny, is I just reached out to people who'd like the shows I've been on the past few months and said, like, can you send me all of your video and, 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 and MP3, you know, audio footage from our interview because I should be creating with this and using it consistently.
0: And that's like a way for us to work together, right? Exactly. And we get so focused and like, I mean, not, maybe not you and I, but we as a marketers, as a community, we get so focused about like, I've got to create this new stuff when it's like, we had a VIP day for one of our Glam members. And in, in literally like one hour, we created... 3 months we scheduled 3 months of content for her because she had already been putting out all this content on her Facebook page and on her Instagram and my one of my favorite things to do with clients with repurpose is to go like okay go find content and you're going to find content from yourself so you just pull in your best posts because most of you have already been creating content for years and you feel like you have to create new stuff but you actually don't like you know create one new thing a week sure whatever but like bring the other things back because there's so much goodness in the stuff that you've already created.
2: Yeah. It's, it's been a new thing for me. I'm like, I'm going back every old show. I'm pulling all the audio back. I'm giving it to people to create new blogs for ah. And it's, it's a whole process, but I, I'm loving it. And one of the tools I'm liking for, for transcripting right now is this tool called Descript. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh,
0: no, I don't. I'm going to write it down. I'm so excited.
2: It's one of my, my new ones because I, I, it not only like transcribes it very quickly, but it's actually an editing tool. So you you put your show into it. It's ten bucks a month, which is nothing. And you can transcribe all of your stuff. Like up to I think it's like up to ten hours of transcriptions. But that's
0: what is it? Um
2: one tenth the price of anything else.
0: Is it the script.com?
2: Descript, yeah. D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T.
0: Maybe I have heard of Descript actually, but I had forgotten about it. So I'm gonna go back and check it out.
2: It just does like one little thing. But at the end of the day, though, like if I can then quickly transcribe a bunch of stuff and if the person who's helping me doesn't know what the word was, it's actually showing them. It's like highlighting the text as. Yeah, I see it. To them So and, cool. But just the price of it, like most of the auto, like automated machine transcription tools are something like 70, 80 cents per minute or something like, like that
0: good, good version of it yeah, yeah
2: this is like one-tenth the cost and for
0: me with otter so I would, we were using otter because you can use maybe you can get some stuff for free but since i a talk really fast and b i make up words all the time like i don't like to say facebook on facebook so i say the book of the face or the gram of the insta and it's like making up words that make no sense so we had to stop using otter because <laughs> it's such a problem
2: yeah, yeah. And there's human versions, but that ends up being like a twenty per, per...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be crazy. I do have another um, repurposing thing I'd love to Please. share also. Okay. This one is the one that I'm possibly the most excited about. It's just for pure visibility and fun. And then there's also a way that you can use it to increase conversions. So, and this is, Kendra has gone back and done this and we've actually started using this as a bonus or like a free gift for people in exchange for leaving us a test, you know, a review or something like that we are making searchable GIFs. So we use either Giphy Capture, which is a tool that you can download for free if you have a Mac, or the Chrome extension, which is, I think it's called Chrome Capture. And you can highlight a section of your video and then make a GIF out of it. And so if you go on Facebook or even on LinkedIn, I didn't realize till recently it works on LinkedIn also, or in Messenger, you know, when you search for a GIF, if you search for the word Facebook, Maybe it's not just straight up Facebook. I think it's Facebook business. If you search for Facebook business, or if you search for the term go live, guess what?
2: You're going to see Molly.
0: My face. If you search for the term go live, it's like the, there's like five of my faces. (laughs) And my sister, Mary Pendleton, who is an awesome Instagram expert, she said something. We were at an event, we were both speaking. And she said, you know, now, I don't know if you realize this, but when you signed up to be an entrepreneur, you also signed up to be a model. And you just need to recognize that like your face is I like to say that your face is more recognizable than your logo. So having your logo like on stuff, you know, can be cool. But if people start recognizing your face and start sharing your face, I mean, we had a video that we did for we created a gift for Owen video and it was him going, What's like doing this thing, like what's up, brother, or something like that, and high-fiving the camera. And it's been shared like seven thousand times for free. Like other people. I had someone screenshot an email that was sent out. It was a marketing email for some sort of like health company. And it had my face in the email going, cha-cha-cha-changes, because I have a gift that says cha-cha-cha-changes. And me, I happen to have like a witch's hat on because it was Halloween that day when I made that video. But it's been shared loads of times and it's my face. Like stupid and it's so easy, so that's been really
2: cool. It makes me regret not being able to pull off a beard because I feel like people that can turn their faces into logos and you know, with just like a shadow or, or whatever it is, a totally. silhouette like when they can do it with some facial hair component, like it's way better.
0: Okay, wait, I feel like yours can totally work with your glasses and your hat. And your hat. Yeah, right? You can have a really cool logo with
2: that. yeah, it all but it also comes off a little bit like two skater boy, two like you know, uh almost trying too hard, but yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny, but I do love the idea that your face is your logo. I mean, if you're getting yourself out there, you're doing what we're doing, you're going live, you're creating content, you do become the face of your business and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get used to it.
0: Awesome. I'll Before agree.
2: I forget, because man, we, we have flown through this. Uh, I do want to like, let people know where to find you. And then I want to talk to you about your people that you've mentioned a couple of times, but let's th- like talk about you, how to find you uh, and where do people go to interact?
0: So actually I would love to gift you more information about this map to millions that I mentioned. So it's how to announce your video, how to deliver content and pretend that people are there even if they aren't with what we call a Mr. Rogers style conversation, so you're speaking to one person and then how to repurpose it. And that uh, this whole system allowed us to hit a reach of 1 million organically to generate over a million dollars in sales and it's pretty dang awesome. So um, if you go to molly.live/brandon it will take you to the map Starter Kit. And once you go there, you can find where we are on Facebook. On You can meet our messenger bot, Molly Bot. She's right there. You can say hi to her and get all kinds of goodness. So molly.live slash Brandon.
2: Perfect. I love that. And you can always go to the prepared performer as well if you want to get to know Molly a little bit more uh, and check out her show and everything else. So I appreciate you doing that because I think people are going to want to go and find out more at the end of the day they might have to listen to the show on half speed. So much has come out of it. I could just change. I could just for you turn it into half speed and just make it two podcasts so that you guys can keep up, but uh, I'll leave it on you to, to rewind. Uh, (laughs) But let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your people because finding the right people to help you with the clips and figure out like the graphics and the things you're, whatever the thing is, I let's try a, like, where did you find them? And like, did you ever use freelancing services like Upwork and all that And in the transition? I'd love to hear a little bit about your process for that and, and how you ended up with your people.
0: Yeah, so I have done things where I've like hired someone to find somebody for me. And what I've realized is for me, what has worked best is one of two things. My clients have actually turned into amazing team members. So our main, well, yeah, it's like people that are close to me. So my COO, this may be weird to some people, but it, she's my sister-in-law And we realized we ran into this major issue without having a project manager. And over Easter brunch, I confessed to her, like in tears, that we had had this huge run in because of a client who was upset about something that we took on more than we could, you know, we bit off more than we could chew. And I hired her at brunch (laughs) over the brunch table. She had just quit her job working in fashion, actually, as a she was doing in store installations, but she was managing projects for Sam Edelman across the country. So it was like randomly a perfect fit. My other main team member, Kelly, who's our director of education, she was a client of ours who was really great at what I was teaching her how to do. So I was like, would you want to do this for us? So she started as someone who was building bots for us and then moved up to being our director of education. Our growth strategist, Beth, was also a client. It's pretty funny, but Kendra, Vaughn, Shannon, they're all people that I actually had a relationship with through either family connections or because they were a part of our community. And for me, the thing that has been the best is finding people who are, yes, super skilled, but also they share our values and they share our, you know, it's our, our company culture, really. And that was the thing that was really hard for me when I did go to another service and hired somebody to hire somebody. We, we didn't actually um, focus on that company culture piece. And so we ended up with a couple of situations that were not the best. Uh, With hiring Shannon, she was the first person that I hired as an assistant like five years ago. And I had a VA at the time. We also do have a VA, which I didn't mention, Kyle, who's in the Philippines, who's amazing. And I found him simply because my friend Sam posted on Facebook and was like, hey, I have this awesome VA who also does Facebook ads and we don't need him anymore. And I don't want to just let him go. I'd love to you know, give him work with one of my friends. And Sam said, message me for more information. Like 50 people had commented on this post saying, I would love info. I would love an info. I read the directions. I messaged him and I was like, Hey, I'd love more info. And he said, Oh my gosh, you are the first person to actually message me. It just so crazy. But so Kyle has worked for us full time for, I don't know, I mean, several years, maybe even more than, I don't know. I should know how long it's been, but probably two years. And he's just super awesome. But again, that was like a referral from a friend, you know? And I remember being at the 90 day year event in Vegas several years ago. And I had seen Dan Martell. Do you know Dan Martell? Yeah. Okay. I had seen him do a talk about how to build a team and create living documents that you have in Google docs that can easily be edited and shared. And I go back to that talk that Dan Martell did like daily. I, I honestly think because it was so powerful for me. And I realized that at the time I had a VA who didn't understand my voice. She didn't understand my aesthetic and it was just not working. And I knew that my friend Shannon, who is a professional musical theater performer, had been looking for work. And I thought, you know what? I bet Shannon, because I'm a crazy musical theater performer, I bet Shannon actually could emulate my voice really well. And she's somebody who know I know as a person. And so I called her on the way home from the to day year, and I was like, I have this crazy idea. But would you want to come on to you know help me to be able to do some social media stuff? Really, just to help like double my voice, basically, and. Um, So she's been with us for five years. Like I said, it's just like six to eight hours a week, nothing crazy, but it's been so helpful to have her as someone that I can pop into different areas.
2: I think that's a great way to think about it. I don't think most of us would come to that conclusion that maybe there's someone out there that you know, that if you told them, Hey, are you looking for something to do in addition to what you're already doing? That's a you know, like five to 10 hours a week that you can do in your free time, but you know, that they're aligned, like that they are going to be able to like speak the way you speak or, you know, like they've they've been in the same industry as you, whatever the thing is, that could be huge.
0: And there's some pieces, like I I host a Broadway themed up in mic night once a month and she basically runs the whole Facebook page for that. So it's more of a passion project for me that that it's called the Ghost Light Vocal Jam. But I know I don't have to worry about it at all because Shannon does it. And sometimes I like forget that it's even there and I'll go check it out. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all this like interaction and stuff here. So that's been huge. And having Kendra... The same kind of thing as someone who has my voice so that she can be there on our business page to reply to people because that's something that I really want to have that um like human touch I don't want it to be we love messenger bots right but I want to make sure that we still have that human touch
2: yeah I mean it it i I feel like when you can use technology you actually have the chance to be more human because it gets rid of this stuff that's more mundane so that you can have you have you're free to have the real conversations with people yeah, I love so, it. I love that.
0: You know, one final thing really quick I would add to all of that is when it came to bringing on Kelly as a member of our team, who's our director of education, we make jokes all the time that we're like the odd couple. Like she has two kids. She and her husband have two kids. We have two kids. And we go on like cruises every Thanksgiving we like our, we call each other life partners. And we've actually been quarantining with them during that time. Like we're every weekend, we're coming together just with those. So we're like the odd couple. But the thing is, is that I am like crazy, squirrely, creative, over the top. And Kelly is, Like a professor at Cal State Long Beach, she has a plan and she's structured and all of this. And we even like she she connects with our values, but it's a very different energy that she brings, which to some people may seem crazy as like part of the prepared performer, right? But she now is doing videos on our business page every Thursday that are more focused on mindset and health. And it's been awesome to have that comparable energy so that we are a more well-rounded team as well.
2: I love it. I, I, I think of it as like, and we can, can I'm going to respect your time and end on this, but there, you know, I think rules, tools, and pools is kind of a funny framework I've been thinking of, which is like, you have to have your steps, your rules, like your way of working, your systems. You have to have these tools that you've been mentioning the whole show that help you do things efficiently and use technology. Then you have to have pools, like pools of talent. You have to have these people that you can help find. I think you've given us lessons in all three of those. So I I've really appreciated you being on today.
0: Yay. Thank you so much. This is so fun.
2: And with that, everyone, thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next time.
1: You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to BrandonBrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandonBrands.com.